Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Glenos SEO show, episode number seven. Glenos is back. I've been out for three weeks with the cold, and so I've, like you, you might hear occasional, uh, <coughs> like, but what are you going to do, right? It is what it is. I can't help it. It's like the end of it. But guys, I just couldn't wait to get back into it. Um, I love creating these SEO videos. I'll try to keep it 20 minutes, but I have a Greek background. I love speaking. There's passion. There's authenticity. There's a bit of humility. But, you know, it's all there and it's all coming out. And, uh, like, it's been three weeks, guys. So you're just going to have to bear with the, with the sort of uh, unorthodox tactics. Let's just say that my videos are, are very unorthodox. They're raw. They're unedited. They're organic like SEO like no pun intended right and so let's just have a bit of fun right like that's where it's at like otherwise you know if, if I'm just going to sit here and talk like this it's not very interesting I can't I just keep moving I'm a moving guy so episode number seven hopefully the microphone uh, on the iPad recording comes out really really well because it's the first time I'm going to record and upload it straight to YouTube so it's going to be very very interesting and it's like a directional so I have to like speak to the microphone um Cool guys, so episode number seven, I've just been basically looking up because I'm trying to get questions rolling in through Twitter and I'm not. Um, so most people either can't find it or they don't know about the hashtag. So the hashtag AskGlenos, if you've got questions, hashtag AskGlenos, okay? So like if you if I say something or you look at other previous uh, episodes and you something you know sparks your mind and you you sparks your interest and you want to ask something ask it away like just just do it okay so I've been basically looking for what are the frequently asked questions regarding SEO from a customer point of view and a client point of view and these videos exist for 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 the customers for the clients for people that are interested in SEO. It's not really directed at SEOs. Well, they should know, hopefully, a lot of this content already. So it's more geared towards the business professionals, other marketing professionals, people that want to learn more about SEO. Yeah, so and potential uh, customers that are thinking about it or, you know, or trying to learn more about it. So the first point I have is branded versus keyword-based domain. So this, is, this was like a bit of an issue, um, you know, many years ago, especially. It would come up a lot. Um, if you, for example, a branded domain would be like google.com, it would be like microsoft.com. Uh, and let's, let's today for just like, like, like a business uh, industry type, let's use uh, the building industry, right? So let's just say the keyword is like, um, so you've got a branded domain called, you know, buildco.com, right? And they either got to choose between buildco or, and let's say they want to rank for a keyword like um, construction services Sydney. So they're going to either go with bilco.com and try to target that keyword, or they're going to have a keyword based domain such as, you know, construction services Sydney.com. So the keyword based domain, back in like maybe four or five years ago, a lot of uh, businesses try to buy those domains that are based on their keywords. So, that, so most businesses you would deal with. A lot of the time, if they came, like if they wanted SEO, they wanted to rank for like, they had their one special magic keyword and they wanted to like buy a domain on it because Google would generally bump up uh, what they call EMDs, which are exact match domains. And so Google would generally like bump it up a little bit, right? So 
customers and clients would be like, yeah, but let's get that domain like it's available. I'm just like, all right, get it. And it, it, it kind of like, it worked for a little bit, but long term and for business savviness, it's not the direction you want to go. Brand, actually now, branded domains actually generally perform better. Uh, Google's understand that people were doing that and have kind of tweaked their algorithm. Branded domains is just smart for business and what is smart for business is smart for SEO and I use those sentences like in, in, in either direction. So I always I would always prefer to have buildco.com than, than construction services sydney.com, which I think just looks even a little bit even a bit spammy. Second, it doesn't really work very well on search engines anymore. It's 2018. I don't advise it at all. Um, if you want to get the domain so you like you can own it and other competitors don't own it like those sort of, like fine do that but there's not for me there's not that much value in it and so you really want to build if you're going to choose between those sort of different domains or, or if you got both you know which one do you put more emphasis in I always go in the direction of the domain that reflects your business and is really branded well and customers can remember it and that's why and if this is not a blanket rule because you, you can comment below and say what about this company that doesn't have two syllables but most and it's true right but most big companies would have two syllables in the name Google you know uh, Facebook Yahoo you know, and there's other ones like Microsoft. We'd be like, yeah, but that doesn't have two syllables. But okay, but you get the point, right? It's good to have domains and businesses that are easily remembered, like Uber. Like that's just fantastic, right? It's no longer I'm going to tax. I'm going to get a taxi. I'm going to Uber it. And they're all they're already becoming. And this is the power behind branded domains is that you become synonymous within your industry for that for that thing. Like Google, we don't say search it. We say Google it. We don't say get a taxi it, we Uber it, you know, and this is where this is where domains are sort of built upon that sort of branding and strength and recognition in the marketplace that they actually become synonymous with that term. And that's really awesome. So we, we would definitely recommend to customers and clients, definitely get a branded domain, 100%, right? So hopefully that answers the first question. Second, how many keywords on a page? So this is another uh, question that came up in frequently asked questions. How many keywords should we rank up on a page? Now, such a generic question, first of all, but because <laughs> when I first read the question, I was thinking it, I was even thinking about it myself in terms of an article. Then when I read it just now, I'm like, that's any page. And I'm like, not even just a blog article. It could be literally any page that question is sort of um, geared towards. So it's how you interpret it. But let me answer it both then while it came into mind. On a, like, on a homepage, I've always said to clients, keep the homepage sort of generic, but somewhat descriptive about your, your key services. A little bit about what you're doing. Nice big images just to like, um, you know, like show the brand and tell the story in an image because images uh, um, a great way to illustrate that and have like maybe you know links off to important services or products that you're offering it depends upon your business right because it does depend if you're a service or product based business but just generically like I'm just using a service space we're going to use the build 
you know, so you have like with the with the construction company, you would have you know maybe a box about commercial development, a box about residential development, and a block about industrial development if that's what you do. And then you have like little boxes and a little bit of text underneath, and then you have like a read more link that would go on to the next page. And so that's what generally would happen. And then you have like an about us page. You just got to remember to keep content looking natural. It's got to be. It's, it's got to it's got to be written for the customers. Don't worry about the search engine component. If you're writing great content that answers questions and solves customers' problems, you will find that articles as they're written will sort of you will include the keyword. But I'm going to give you just a few tips about writing when you write the content. You know, uh, structuring it later a bit later on. So. When you when you have like normal key pages on a page, just try to keep it like relatively you know generic on a home page level and link off to important pages and you know, have you know tell the story but don't go into it in too much detail. Uh, a bit of text on a home page is always good too, but just like I said, like keep it within reason and remember the home page is is that it's just a bit of it's it's sort of where everything comes back to, so it's got it kind of more direct people into into specific sections of the site and sort of help and, and be a little bit um, uh, user-friendly in, in, in helping navigate um, your customers to where they want to go. On a blog article, this is and that was my original, that's pretty much these three components. So using the building example, you know, um, you know, what are what are three what what for like let's say maybe for a home builder. You you you'd be writing something along the lines of, um, you know, what are what what are the three what what are three things that every home builder needs to do before undertaking a new project. Then you would write a you would write basically a, a like a bit of a, like a summary text. So you write like like give maybe a few sentences about what the article is, and then a few little buzzwords like. You know, did you know that um, you know home builders face this problem? You know, and then keep browsing a little bit further down, and then get into the three sort of um, areas that they need to know. So you kind of like you 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 don't want to start off with just like the first thing they see when they open up the articles. Whew, that's a lot of text. Like break it down and try to like keep the the intro you know generic. And, and enticing for them to keep reading. So there's a lot of content around the internet on, on, on creating a well-written article like that. But just for the purposes of this video, you know, keep it natural. So if it's the three problems that every home builder is going to face, write about those three things that every home builder is based. And maybe your SEO can say specifically, one of the biggest problems that we, we, we see in the searches, so when, when an SEO finds out what people are searching for around that particular um, problem, for example, or even within the entire industry, they may find something that uh, a home builder struggles with asbestos removal. So you might even, even include that as one of the, or include an extra um, sort of uh, text or blurb about it because it seems to be a common problem in the industry, so your so your SEO is kind of steering you and guiding you um, that for for keywords purposes is based on what people are searching for, right? So if they're having if, if you find that within the within your industry, you know uh, this is a problem, then include it. So with the build the building construction, 
you know, home builders face a problem with asbestos removal. And so include that, write a text, give a few tips, give your understanding on, on how to solve that problem. That's good content. Keep it natural, keep it organic, and keep it customer first. Forget the search engines entirely. And your SEO should be reading the article and saying, look, if, if, it's, if asbestos removal is a big part, then make sure you do write about it. And if you're writing about it naturally, you will um, include those keywords in the article naturally. And that's what you want. Google's very, very intelligent in understanding how articles are written and making sure that you have, you know, you're not, it doesn't, like back in the day, we would, we would actually say, make sure your article is three to 4% keyword density. Like, come on, man. Like, of course you want to have keywords on a page. I'm not denying that. But you, you want to focus, you want your SEO to, to just quickly read over it. But as the customer, and this is like, remember, this video is geared towards you guys. If you create the content with customer first focus every single time, you keep it natural, you keep it organic, and you keep it unique, 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 and your perspective on things, and then like a little comment box underneath so people can fill in comments then and ask questions and build and help you build user-generated content absolutely fantastic right and then once you've written that article then your seo can start helping you promote it and and and, and get other sort of related uh, bloggers and um and, and and industry professionals to sort of see the content and then if they want to link to it they can so but keep like how many keywords should be on a page like i said focus on the customer first and let and just ensure that you know that you do understand that that asbestos is an important component, and so therefore you will write about that. Um, that's what I always recommend. And being unique and having a have your personality built into the article, like build your personality. People want to be not somewhat entertained in every single article, but but remember, you want to get you want to keep their attention. Be natural. Be unique. Speak to the customer and the reader or the viewer or whoever. And that is assured, it will assure you that you'll be more likely successful with that piece of content and always include a comments box and, and get feedback. Okay, next question. What is the difference between internal and inbound links? Well, apparently this is one of the frequently asked questions. One of my favorite, um, I love talking about internal and inbound links. And it's, it's, it's really interesting because the language here seems like they're talking about the same thing, internal and inbound, but they're totally different words. <laughs> like they, they basically mean the opposite thing um, in, in, in SEO, right? So internal links is links that you have within your site. So going back to the building example and the homepage example I just mentioned, you have internal links on the homepage to your uh, commercial development page to your residential development page to your industrial um, uh, page and then you might have those links also in the top menu of your of your navigation you may even have some of them in the footer navigation and any links that are sort of within your website are eternal okay inbound links are as I mentioned about before with getting your content shared and getting your SEO to go out there and, and to basically help you get your article shared, that would be 
um, what they'll be hoping for to get inbound links to those articles, to get inbound links from external, from relevant, from related industry sites that will link to your site, that would be an inbound link. So think of inbound links as external links. Okay, so it's external links. It's, 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 it's internal is what you're doing within your own site. External is what other sites are linking to you. And that's how it's referred to either inbound or external links. So guys, hopefully that answered those questions. Now on this side, I included a little like, if I have time, I'll throw it in there, baby. And I'm gonna throw it in there. Um, remember, authentic, passion, humility. Okay, sometimes I think, Sometimes it's my humility that doesn't come across and is perceived most of most people, but hopefully it is today. Okay, so finding brand mention. So here's a, here's a little few extras for you, right? Because we're 16 and a half minutes. Finding brand mention. So here's a tip for you, just a really quick tip. If you really want to find out who's talking about you, now you can get software that does these mentions.com and there's a few other places that will... Um, help you, you know, email you with, you can set up Google alerts and things like that. I recommend doing this the manual slog way, right? Like getting out there and, and getting your hands dirty, learning the process. I believe brand mentions is some of the best ways to get links because people have talked about you. If you're a brand new domain, then it's probably very hard this probably won't be that applicable to you, but if you're a business that's been in the industry for many, many years, and even if it's not, it's just always worth checking regularly anyway. Let's say you go to google.com.au, and you can do it, you can do this in Bing, you, but let's just use Google as an example. So your business name, so, we'll, so using the construction example, we'll type in build co, and make sure when you go to Google and you type this in, you include the the inverted commas, the 66 and the 99 we used to call them at school, right? So make sure, so basically what happens is if you don't include those terms, right? Then if you don't include those uh, inverted commas, then if it's built, if your business has like spaces, like you got Omega space digital, and you don't put those commas around them, it will look at those words separately. If you put them, if you join the 66 and the 99 as I call the inverted commas, Google will take the entire search that you put and, and look for pages that mentions them in that exact order. So my example even probably helps better. So Amiga, so Amiga Digital, right, is basically better. Like if I don't put that, it would be like looking for words Amiga in different articles, looking for digital in separate, but this will look for them together, joins the, the searches uh, separated by the space. Now, here's another thing I didn't put down that I normally do, is I also include minus, like the minus symbol, site, and then I put the your domain name in, right? So you don't have, in the searches, you don't actually see um, articles or, or, or pages that have your domain in it. So I'll put minus, because uh, it's my site, let's just say now, omegadigital.com.au, and that minus says don't include it or, 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 or ignore it, right? But then, at times, I will also put space next to that and put site colon au, right? And so what that will do is it will look for just 
links. So it will look for anyone that's mentioned Amiga Digital exactly that has a .au domain, so it's an Australian domain, and that it doesn't include my business or ignores my actual business. Now, the site colon au can be completely, totally ignored if you want to, because sometimes there are some .com sites internationally that, that may mention you, and if, especially if you were globally, um, but it doesn't matter. I, I, I just first like to target if it's an Australian business, if it's New Zealand, and I'll do it with New Zealand, right? But if it's an Australian business, I'll generally try to target Australian mentions first and then sort of see, um, and then I'll kind of switch it up and see and then take it out and do it. But if you, some of the clients we work with that are very, very, very established businesses in Australia, we, were, we just want to target who's mentioning us first in Australia, knock them all out, and then have a look at who's looking at us internationally. If there's a lot, right? If it's not, then you can probably nut it out. And you keep doing this every month if you can. Like, just have a look and see, right? Because Google just is constantly crawling the internet. Like, every second, every second crawling the internet. So you don't know what can come up. So regularly do that. And I don't even... I'm going to just just quickly talk about this and maybe the episode 8 of what we do, Choosing a Great SEO, because I think that deserves a whole article, it needs an article and a video, right? It needs all of them. I want to help customers and clients choose an effective SEO, right? So these, this is just like me to now. This is what I found as the most frequently asked questions. But over here is just my bonus for you. And really, choosing a great SEO is, a, is a, such an important decision and it should be someone that I believe should have some business savvy sense because SEO now, you know, getting really, really great links or, you know, the negotiating process in, you know, trying to find great links and, 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 and negotiate with suppliers and negotiate. Like if you, if those SEOs have it in them, then they're, they're, it would be an SEO that I would recommend and assuming that they're white hat as well. But I, I also, I'm gonna talk about that in episode eight. The sales proposal I want to get rid of. I want to crush the SEO sales proposal because based on the client feedback that I get, it's like they'll, they'll ring us up and they'll be like, oh, XYZ company didn't give us results. Um, they, 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 they promised us that they would. They had an amazing sales proposal. Our proposal sucks, right? It really does. But it sucks in the sense that, it's not that we don't go into detail, it sucks that it doesn't have the pretty pictures, it doesn't have the pretty graphs, it doesn't have like all these nice little bells and whistles, it doesn't look like a Christmas tree, right? It literally just is crap in terms of like, like you, you see it, it's like, ah, right? But then our sales proposal will be what our clients will say about us. And that's, and we just want to like reshift that. So you know what? I'm going to leave that for episode number eight. Guys, if you've got any, any questions, please comment in the section below. If it's on YouTube, comment. I don't know where this is going yet. Um, primarily on YouTube, of course. And then it may go somewhere else. So it, please, if you've got questions, comment. Go to, uh, go to hashtag asking us on Twitter. And ask a question so I can answer it for you. Because that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Guys, have a great day. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to speaking with you soon.